are you busy running so many activities that when you try to go to sleep at night, you get a nagging feeling that maybe you forgot to do something really important for tomorrow's big event? In today's episode, we're going to explore checklists and how they can benefit us as enablers of change. I love checklists, Denise. Maybe not as much as you love chocolate, but I find them incredibly useful. Better still, they really do help me sleep better at night, as I can be assured that I've done all the important things for the event the next day. And I like them too, John, and I wish I'd used them a bit more in my life. But often I'm just so busy juggling multiple tasks that I feel like I don't have time to make checklists for everything I do. Oh, I hear you, Denise. However, I'm not saying we need checklists for everything, but just the important activities, and especially the ones that involve multiple steps. For example, after we finish recording this episode, I have a handy checklist of the 39 steps I need to take to edit it. I then have another shorter checklist to help with uploading the episode to the website and then promoting it far and wide. And there I was thinking that recording these episodes was the hard part, John. <laughs> Not that you need checklists only for difficult tasks, though. Um, in the book Switch, How to Change Things When Change is Hard, the authors Chip and Dan Heath give an example from a hospital situation. Patients in ICUs often need intravenous lines inserted into them. These then sometimes create infections and further complications for the patients. However, a simple five-step um, checklist dramatically reduced the rates of these infections. It wasn't rocket science, John. It was just things like the doctors washing their hands beforehand and wiping the site with antiseptic. However, over 18 months, it was estimated that 1,500 lives were saved, plus the hospital saved an estimated $175 million from not needing to treat those associated infections. Wow, what a great example, Denise, and so effective. While the activities we're involved with mightn't be as high risk as that, checklists can certainly help. For me, there are two big benefits. The first is that it helps ensure the quality of the work we're involved with. Checklists are a good QA process for ensuring we do all the things that we need to do. The second is that it helps our mental health. I know I certainly sleep better at night if I've used a checklist for a big event. As I lie in bed trying to get to sleep, I don't have 101 ideas swirling in my head as to what I might have forgotten to do. Especially if I've run a similar event before and used a checklist that I know worked. Exactly, John. Um, so that's where typing up a list in Word or in a Google Doc is a good way to go, as you can recycle them again and again. I have a colleague who does this in spreadsheets. Um, so whatever you are comfortable using. And perhaps add new ideas as they come to mind for the next time you need to use it. Using an online document means you can share it with your teammates as well. Absolutely, Denise. And while electronic documents are a step up from handwritten notes on paper, the next step up is to use fit-for-purpose software. I've used teamwork in the past for managing complicated webinars being run on a regular basis. I created a template that had the 20 or so steps already in it. I then would just need to replicate that for the next webinar and assign the new dates for the tasks that needed to be done. I was also able to delegate some of those tasks to my team members. A nice feature of that program 
was that it could send a daily reminder to each of us about what still needed to be done and alert me when tasks were running late. It also had a dashboard so I could see where things were up to for the event. Of course, I've just used teamwork as an example here, and there are 101 other alternatives, such as Asana, Basecamp, and Jira. That's really cool, John. And of course, it is horses for courses. You might just need a simple post-it note for a small event. The important thing is to take the time to think about what the critical steps are for your activity. And this sure beats doing it all by the seat of your pants. And you can sleep better at night. Plus, if you get sick at the very last moment, it's much more likely that a team member can step into your shoes if you've taken the time to note down the steps that needed to be done and tick them off as you've done them. That way they can easily see where you're up to and what else needs to be done. Those are all good benefits, Denise. And I'll add just one extra. We all love ticking items off our to-do lists. We get a small rush of endorphins when we tick that box on our checklist to say, I've done that. We all love accomplishments, even little ones. It gives us the sense that we're really doing things and making progress. It sure does, John. Well, now you've heard our thoughts and we'd like to hear yours. Add a comment below the blog post and tell us about your experience with checklists, including any tips or further ideas about them. We don't want this just to be a one-way conversation, so please join in by sharing your thoughts with us. Thanks, folks, for joining us on this Enablers of Change episode. Remember to subscribe if you'd like to know when new episodes are available. And hey, if you liked what you heard, please tell your friends so they too can join in the conversation. Hooroo for now.